Are you tired, frustrated, and feel stuck? Are you a high-performing business professional, entrepreneur, and you are not getting the results you desire or you hit a ceiling? Have you been around the block and tried many modalities? You are in the right place. The answer, my friend, is in the little-known brain-soul connection. Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your dream life. Your host, Louise Schwartzwalter, created a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. You are a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. The seed of all you need is already within you. From engaging transformational interviews, brain-soul success stories, and secrets shared by health, wellness, and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brain Soul Success Show. I'm super excited to have with you my good friend, Ann O'Brien. And Ann is a no-nonsense mystic. She is a psychic. She's an intuitive. Um, I've been working with Ann for a few years, and I got to tell you, you are in for a real treat today because um, she is going to blow you away with her view and her tips on you understanding about psychic abilities. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to go into your bio here, Anne. Um, you're a no-nonsense mystic, you say, an intuitive and a teacher of practical intuition. And since 2004, you have supported thousands of private clients and have spoken and you've taught around the United States. You have a BA in literature. You attended Naropa University's MFA program in writing and poetics. And you are an awesome writer. And we've got a book coming out, right? You've got a book yeah. coming out. Thank you. Awesome. I know that your hobby is a keto, holistic health and conscious relationships. And you have so many long-term clients and we share some clients too. Mm -hmm. Graduates of the intuitive training programs. So Anne's the author of a number one best-selling book, A Woman's Guide to Conscious Love, Navigating the Play, Feminine and Masculine Energy in Your Relationships. um, She lives in Roaring Fork Valley of Western Colorado. Oh my gosh. Welcome, Anne. Thank you, Louise. So good to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited to play with you today. Um, You know, again, um, your intuition is stellar. You yourself, you know, and I know that your book coming out is called Everyone is Psychic. Mm -hmm. So I want to find out a little bit about that. Um, What does that mean? You know, do you believe everyone is psychic? Absolutely. Yes. Not everyone knows it, but I think more and more people are starting to realize and get interested in this topic. Mm -hmm. And really, if you think about it, and this resonates with your work too, Louise, we live in this world of energy. You know, everything is energy. Everything starts with energy. Then it manifests in the mind, emotions, and then physical body and material forms. So my belief is if we can work with energy and discover how energy is already at play in our lives, we can create a more empowering life. But first we have to start to notice, oh, that energy is affecting me or my energy is affecting the world around me. And then how does that work? So that's what I teach people. Oh, and that's so awesome because, you know, and I believe the same, everything is energy and we're definitely affected Mm -hmm. by outside energy. Um, But, you know, I think people don't really understand how to use their psychic abilities. They may understand Mm -hmm. that they're intuitive or I'll have people tell me, hey, I'm sensitive. You know, Mm -hmm. I think I'm an empath. 
Mm -hmm. um, and yet they don't know how to use it. How, how could you help people or what could you say about what's the difference between that true intuition and, and that fear that people go to about using it? You know okay. what I mean? You know, okay. like you, you go to a place of like, hey, do I really, is this really truth? You know, they may have a gut feeling about mm -hmm. something, but then they kind of hesitate and ask themselves, is this really truth? So I guess it's about trusting their intuition, isn't it? That's right. That's right. And that takes practice, which is why I'm so excited to live in the world at this time and to teach people. Because typically when I teach people in the first few classes, they're nervous and they don't think they're really seeing anything. They're like, I just see random stuff. Like I had one guy in a class, they, two guys were assigned to do a trade of a reading. And the assignment was first person A will say a name of somebody the other person doesn't know. No other information, only a name. And the second person closed his eyes and he saw, and I said, imagine a rose that represents that person whose name you just heard. So he's like, I don't see a rose. And so he didn't want to speak up. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, whatever you see is fine. It's like, well, I see just random stuff. I'm like, just go ahead. It's class. You know, you're not getting paid. No problem. Mm -hmm. He said, well, I see this Hawaiian shirt and I see this car. He described a specific car and the other guy's jaw dropped open. He's like, that was my dad's name. That's the car he drives. And he's going to Hawaii tomorrow. <laughs> I kid you not. So, you know, often when it's random, when it doesn't make sense, we can trust it. Um, because it doesn't come from our psyche, so to speak. Whereas if you know you have a trigger, you know, let's say it's a trigger about money or a certain health issue or a certain relationship issue, and then you get a fear about that, you know, okay, this is my thing. Let me examine this closely. Um, so sometimes we have to just a bit of trial and error. I would say if you know it's your thing, don't react quickly. But if it's something that comes kind of out of nowhere, you don't make things up out of nowhere. Usually you're picking up on something. And then there's a whole conversation about, are you picking up on something that's good for you or the other person? Because there's a whole world out there. Like not every spirit guide is enlightened, right? <laughs> not right. everything we're going to pick up is going to be helpful. And that's part of how I got into this too, is I was picking up everything. I was like, I don't know how to digest all this. I don't know how to process, but I thought I had to, because I didn't know I was psychic. So, you know, we could talk a long time, but does that help yeah, to answer? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm sure, I'm sure our audience will, will resonate with that. Um, so let's ask that question too. You know, how did you, how did you even get into this? How did you start mm -hmm. working your psychic abilities? What happened, you know, what happened for you? Mm -hmm. Well, at the beginning, I'm not exactly sure other than I was fascinated with it. Nobody, I didn't have anybody in my family interested. You know, okay. I think I might've, you know, picked up a, fiction book for young, young girls about, you know, something metaphysical or whatever. And then I found myself going to the metaphysical store with my mom and take my friends there and reading tarot cards and learning astrology when I was 14, 15 years old. I just was interested. Uh -huh. um, you know, and I was spending my free time after school doing tarot readings and doing astrology charts before the internet could do it. I learned how to calculate the math. Like I didn't do my physics homework, but I could calculate astrology charts for anybody <laughs> I knew because <laughs> I was trying to understand people and really the energetic dynamics and the metaphysical um, language of all that. And, you know, fast forward, I was very sensitive. I was trying to heal everybody around me. Didn't know I was doing that when I was 18 my college had a class. They had a January term where you took one class for a month and mm -hmm. I took far Eastern religions. So I started to learn to meditate and do Tai Chi and different practices. And then I kind of dabbled in meditation from there until my mid twenties. And I tried a lot of different things, yogic 
on meditation and spiritual practice and Buddhist and again, more metaphysical studies. And finally, I found a psychic development school after doing all these types of meditation and they were nice, but none of them really completely clicked for me as like, this is my thing. And then I found this psychic development school and they were offering free um, healing clinic and student readings. And so I would go and I would sample what they were teaching and I would get their students to heal me and read me. And they kept seeing my face. They're like, do you want to take a class? Like you might like our classes. Like, okay. And then that was 10 years of training. You know, that began 10 years of training that first class I took and it changed my life. I was like, I finally found my thing. And I found these people that spoke my language and understood this world of energy. Oh, that's very cool. That's awesome. Was there a time during that that period, uh, or maybe even before that, or any time in your mm-hmm. life, where you kind of felt like your your brain wasn't working, or you weren't clear, or things were foggy? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say, you know, during those years of like my teens, early 20s, and I was, you know, mainly trying to heal boyfriends. That's why I wrote my first book, A Woman's Guide to Conscious Love. I've learned a lot about relationships because that's been my real area of learning in this life so far. So starting with trying to heal my dad. um, So yeah, that was a foggy period because there's a lot of stuff I was feeling that wasn't mine. And then when I started to meditate, I found clarity. But then the problem was Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically, I was doing this yogic meditation practice. I lived in a tent for seven weeks and there was a guru that was silent. I got a spiritual name. I did the whole thing. And then I moved away and I attempted to do what they were teaching on my own with no teacher, you know, willful 20 something year old. So six months, I was waking up at 6am and I was doing the pranayama breathing exercise and the meditation and expanding my aura, like my energy field to the size of the universe, right. And doing all this stuff. And then I had a job that I went to, you know, so six to 8am, I was in spiritual practice and I went to work at a preschool. And, you know, you've been around kids. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, two, I was in the two-year-old room, tantrums, just all this energy and then sugar. And, you know, just like I could not function at my job. So it's not that my brain wasn't working at that point as much as it was like overly expanded, overly sensitive. Like my soul is that in my lingo, my soul wasn't really anchored in my body. So then that was the next learning curve is how do I have a spiritual spiritual practice and feel this bliss that I knew and also live in the world? I had no clue. So then I had to figure that out. And that's where the psychic meditation started to help me because then I learned how to meditate in the body and understand what was affecting me. And when, if, how, if I wasn't present, I was more vulnerable and how that didn't work, you know? So I don't teach anybody to expand to the size of the universe anymore because that's didn't, it doesn't work for us. Most of us who have to live in this world or or choose to live in this world and have a job, children, families, everything we have. So that was your learning of really connecting the brain and the soul and the body, Mm -hmm. how to get back in your body and live in this world. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to people today who are having difficulty with that, who are, you know, empathic, they pick up everything. They're super sensitive. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're having trouble living in the world, especially during this time, right? Right. During, right. during this pandemic. So what are some mm. tips or tricks that you could share with us on how to do that? What do we, mm-hmm. what can we do differently? Well, two things are coming to mind. One is that presence is your best psychic protection. So that's easier said than done, but I can explain that. And the second thing is I do have a tip to distinguish what's yours from what's not yours. So if certain feelings, thoughts, or problems are bothering you, I have a quick way to distinguish if it's yours or not. And that's helpful. So okay. I don't know if it's one of those more interesting. To yeah. You start to... with it. Start with the first one. Let's do both of those. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Okay. So what happens is when we are sensitive and when we feel a lot and we don't like what we feel, or we just don't know how to deal with what we feel, we tend to check out. It's like, oh my God, I don't like how this feels. And we, my belief kind of broad picture is that we are each a spirit and we have a body. So you, me, each of us is an infinite being, a spark of light. And you were all knowing, all creative, and we really know love and light but then we have these bodies. So the, my work is really about bringing the two together. So if we, as a beautiful, infinite soul feel yucky stuff around us, I'm out of here. I don't want to be there. And then what happens is, cause there's universal law, every empty space must be filled. So we leave and something has to come in. What comes in everything around us that we just try to get away from. And then it gets harder and harder to get into our bodies. Okay. So it's easier said than done, but try not to check out in moments of pain. And for those who are sensitive, that might mean not putting yourself in those situations where you can, you know, where you have control. If it's like a party and you know, you didn't sleep well and you know, you're not in a good mood, don't go, right? You might have to go to work, but you don't have to put yourself in a lot of situations that are overwhelming. And then simultaneously, I suggest learning how to clear energy and come back to presence. Okay. So it is about being in present time. It's being present to yourself and digesting emotions digesting your own, but not digesting others. Right. So how do you tell the difference then between, <laughs> right. Because I kind of teach some of that too. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. how do you tell the difference between other people's emotions or, and your own when That's you're right. just so overwhelmed and you got all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're very good at that as well. Um, so it's often a combination, but my, here's my quick, um, tip. And I don't know if you and those who are, are watching or listening want to do this along with us, but okay, if you just think about, okay, mm-hmm. cool. So just think about one situation right now that's bothering you, you know, maybe okay. a feeling that you're having a thought that's repeating or actually a situation that you're like, Oh, okay. Yes. You got it. I got it. Okay. So just then close your eyes and just imagine sitting in a seat behind your physical eyes. Like you've got a bubble of light or a chair there and you got space around you and you just have a little sanctuary there. And so from this place, and this could be like a place of witness, place of peace and neutrality. Imagine that you look out with your eyes closed and just imagine a gauge, like the gas gauge in your car, perhaps, or a gauge that can show you zero to hundred percent and let it be zero or neutral or blank for now. Okay, so you've got that gauge, could be digital, could be old fashioned dial, but anything that'll give you an answer in a moment between zero and 100. And then breathe and go back to that situation, problem or feeling, thought pattern that's bothering you. And then ask the gauge to show you between zero and 100% how much of that is actually yours. Cool. Do you get a number? I did 20. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I love it. (laughs) So that's empowering because the 80% that's not yours, Mm -hmm. all you have to do is release it. And there are techniques to release it. Um, One I love, I'll just describe, I don't know if you, how much you want to do exercises, but we can imagine a bubble, like a magic soap bubble. Like the jar with the magic wand, you know, when you were a kid and imagine you just blew this amazing bubble, it's iridescent and let it be magnetic. And then as you close your eyes and breathe, let that magnetic bubble pull all that 80% that's not yours just out of you. Hmm. And you can take it up and down, left and right behind you, wherever it needs to go, but keep it just outside your field. So a few feet away from you and just move it where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. 
And this is also a quick way to just connect to your intuition. You might get a picture, a message, a feeling, or a knowing about what you're clearing. You don't have to know what it is to clear it, but you might. Mm -hmm. So you let that bubble take the energy that's not yours. And then when you're ready, stay behind your eyes. So be in that seat, in that sanctuary, and just watch the bubble float and watch it float off to the edge of the universe and just see it go poof into light. And just know that that energy that's not yours will go back where it belongs. And now you just have your 20%, (laughs) which is much easier. So I believe what's ours, we have to feel through our bodies. Sometimes we have to have a good cry or talk to a therapist or write in a journal or go work out and get the energy moving. But if we try to solve what's not ours, it's like having a puzzle piece that doesn't belong to your puzzle, trying to fit it in. You'll just beat your head against a wall. You'll never get it done. And whoever that puzzle piece belongs to, they won't be able to heal either. So that makes so much sense to me because, you know, (laughs) like the soul tie box thing where actually we do do like a string and it is other people that affect Mm -hmm. us. Yes. And clear that energy so that you don't, you can be what I call hundred percent, your soul truth or zero on that gauge. Yeah. 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 And that's just like that's having your soul in your body. Right. Right. That makes so much sense. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really important for empaths and psychics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because we're getting, yeah. you know, what I see with ADHD kids, you know, when I was teaching, you know, special ed for years and later on, I started working in my clinic, um, is that the, those, those, they're a label. I don't like labels, but let's just, mm-hmm. for knowing what that means, you know, they're really psychic. Oh, absolutely. They're super psychic and they're just taking mm-hmm. on all this other energy and they don't know how to filter it. And that's, I, that's what I, I mean, that's a gift. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. a curse. It's a gift, not a curse. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it became a label and, and yes, there's ways to work with the physical body with that too. You can be toxic and you have to, you know, but that's what I've always seen. Do you tend to get a lot of the sort of the ADHD people who are looking at being, you know, refining their psychic abilities or even know that they have them? That's the not thing. sure. You know, I'm wondering if people mm-hmm. just don't even know. So, you know, that they have that. I do see that a lot of psychiatric issues do have a psychic component. And my teacher was actually a nurse, mm-hmm. my spiritual teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and he described before he was doing his clairvoyant work, he was a nurse. And he said he was in the psychiatric ward one day and he would say, why are you here? And they would tell him their symptoms. He's like, I have that. And I have that. And he had the same experiences. He's just like, I guess I have better beings. Mine aren't so toxic. You know, he had more (laughs) angelic spirit talking to him where these ones had dark energy and, you know, and that's scary. So they lock them up. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. I really do think that we all, I always believe everyone has intuition. Uh It just, it just has to be trusted and manifested. Yes. And we have to decide what we're available for, just like in life. Mm -hmm. Right. And everything is energy, you know, so, so how, how do you get back? You know, how can you get your life back, you know, by clearing that stuff Mm -hmm. again, that you thought was you, that really isn't you, you just showed us a little exercise to begin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there more to developing that? You know, how can we we really Mm -hmm. understand that we're intuitive and psychic and that we can use those abilities to our fullest? Yes. Without the extraneous energy and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There's many layers to that. So part of getting your life back is not having all these thoughts and problems and emotions that bother you that aren't yours. So mm-hmm. that's huge. To me, that's enough, right? Okay. <laughs> if I feel good, amazing. But then people also have experiences where they were going down one career path or they were stuck in a toxic relationship and they didn't realize how much that other person's energy was hooking them in, or they didn't realize how much their programming and what they picked up maybe from their lineage was determining their job path. And so once they get develop more psychic awareness and go, oh, that's energy, that's not my energy, clear it out, then you can actually get onto the path you want and have the partner you want, have the job you want. And then there's a place as well where when you have your intuition, then you can make better decisions too. And you can see things coming. If I take path A, you know, it looks like this. If I take path A, it looks like this. And rather than always needing counseling, if you have your psychic awareness, you can say, oh, path A feels brighter and looks brighter. And, you know, I don't have to go down this other path because I can kind of sense what it is. Okay. So again, it comes back to kind of trusting that intuition. Is there a way to turn those abilities on whenever we want? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And I have, by the way, in my new book, did we talk about my new book? Everyone yeah, your is new book, yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to know about it. Everyone okay. is psychic, right? Is your new book. I cannot yes. wait. <laughs> so I have a lot of exercises, right? So it's a, it's a workbook, part, part workbook, part dialogue, you know, nonfiction explanation of psychic abilities. But, you know, one exercise, the very first thing I teach also when I have a group of live people in front of me is to close your eyes and imagine the rose. So like I had these two guys do. Mm-hmm. Right. So if yes. you want to know, okay, if I take this job, what's in store? You know, if I take on this client, what's in store? Or if I date this person, what does that look like? Or maybe I'm having trouble with this family member. Let me put up a rose. So you just close your eyes and you imagine the rose that represents the situation you'd like an answer on. And then looking at the symbolism. So a new bud, it's a new beginning full bloom, blossoming, leaves falling off. It's something's ending. There's a completion. Thorns can be protection. Long stem can be like a long, like an old soul or deep roots. So you can use this symbolism. Also the colors are big. What color is it? Like it can be purple and pink polka dot it for all I care, you know, but what do you see? Right. Red. Maybe that makes you feel passion. Yellow might be social, or it might be fear. Blue might be sadness, or it might be peace. So you can get a reading on a situation just by closing your eyes, turning this on. And then it's also good to know how to turn it off. (laughs) Yes. Yes. In life. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the thing when people are super sensitive and empathic and, you know, and have those abilities, they're psychic. They, they do have to be able to turn it off in the world, turn it on Mm -hmm. and turn it off. So that Mm -hmm. that's, that's really good. And so you're using the rose. I love that. That's one way. And there's a lot of ways, but that's a way that a lot of people can connect to and begin. But like, as I said, in that story, if you don't see a rose, whatever you get, like some of us, I'm more clairaudient. I hear stuff. So I was in clairvoyant school and I kept thinking, am I going to get in trouble? Because I'm talking about what I hear all the time, but I was a songwriter and I'm a writer and I, you know, I'm very much a word person. So whatever we get, there's different types of psychic abilities. And I get into that in my book as well. Oh, cool. Okay. Different types of psychic abilities. Love that. Wow. I love that. And you do believe everyone is a psychic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we can develop those abilities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we don't all need to do it professionally, but we're all feeling energy and picking up on energy and we're broadcasting. The other thing I find fascinating is people usually come to me and they think about like, getting rid of stuff and what they're picking up, but we're broadcasting just as much as we're receiving. 
And so as powerful as we may be at being an empath or being sensitive, we're also affecting the world around us too. Right. It goes both ways. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we would, you know, like, let's say you go into that center of the head thing that I I said, you know, find that sanctuary space. You're like, well, I'm, I went there, but like my boss is in there or my mom's in there or somebody else in there. Like, what do I do? And, you know, just as likely as people could be in your field, you could be in other people's field too. Maybe not you so much, Louise, because of all the work you do, but the average person, like when I was in my training, our teacher, it was somebody asked that question. Well, are we in other people's spaces? And the teacher's like, yeah, you guys are all in my head right now. You know, like, (laughs) shoot. <laughs> so I teach a lot about ethics too and you know being responsible with your your psychic abilities because psychic and spiritual aren't they're not uh, what's the word um they don't always go together right okay explain that a little bit what do you mean by that what's well your- like I said uh, earlier you know there's all this psychic phenomenon and we might be picking up on energy that's not helpful right mm-hmm. and we don't need to always be available for that But if your focus is being psychic, that's going to be what you do. And that's the type of psychic where, you know, tell me my identical's favorite food, right? The the people that want psychic readings for entertainment, or they want to test you, or they just want a quick answer versus what I do. I'm more like a spiritual coach where I want to hear your question. Like a guy that's asking, do I, am I going to get a promotion? You know, that's a very surface level psychic question. But if I'm approaching it from a spiritual perspective, I'll look and I'll see that energy feels very flat. That energy feels dull. Your life force sinks when you ask me that question. So what do you really want to do? Because you don't like your job, do you? Oh, you know, and so that's a more spiritual approach, but it's still using the psychic ability, but filtering into something that's going to be elevating, not just entertainment. I like that. That, I mean, that's probably why I resonate so much with you, Anne, and mm-hmm. what you've done in your first book. And now I can't wait for your second <laughs> book is because it, it's, it's a higher level order, if you will. It's a higher mm-hmm. spiritual vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for fun. It's for, it's, that's the for point. it's for truth. It's for getting to the deeper truth of your life. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. Know, really knowing your direction and what mm-hmm. you want to do, because you can direct your life so much better when you do mm-hmm. use these abilities to your highest good and everyone else's highest good. That's right. It's you know? more of a healing focus as well. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. def- definitely more of a healing focus. And today, you know, in our world today, I mean, I'm sensitive too. And, mm-hmm. you know, I am challenged by if I watch the news or I've got oh. stuff going on, you know, with all this pandemic, mm-hmm. stuff and, you know, and everything, I, I have mm-hmm. to keep clearing it. You know, do you, what do you recommend people do to maybe start their day to clear their space, you know, so that we're not being mm-hmm. affected by all this outside energy that isn't ours to begin with. Mm. Well, the moment when you wake up is a powerful moment. <clears throat> okay. So even if you've got to rush out the door to your job or your kids, even if you can take a few breaths and maybe you have something you say to yourself as you start the day, some mm-hmm. kind of affirmation before you get out of bed, like if you had 30 seconds, that would be the main thing. You know, I love when I can to meditate first thing in the morning. So Mm -hmm. I do a simple grounding, clearing and replenishing practice. And that's in my book too. So those are kind of the top things to do just to start present. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but those are kind of the beginning of the day things I because as I said, I'm auditory, I like affirmations. So I, I write my affirmations down. And this is a good exercise. If somebody has a lot of fears or thoughts or things that are bothering them to Mm -hmm. write those down 
and to maybe take a notebook and, you know, on the left side, write down the things that the negatives that you're dealing with, the fears and the difficult thoughts or, or things like that. And then across from that, replace it with something. So nice. because then you get specifically, what is your subconscious thinking about? Instead of just a general affirmation, like I now have a million dollars, like, okay, but that doesn't address your personal life and what your personal fears are. So, you know, maybe you have to get a little more specific about what's your fear and then what would be the alternative. So getting back to the beginning of the day, if you've got that, maybe record the positives and play it back to yourself. So I play mine when I'm in the car, when I'm washing dishes, like when nobody's around, I'll just put on my affirmations <laughs> and I reprogram myself. And for those who are visual, I would say a vision board, you know, and it takes sure. some time to make it. But once you make it, you could start your day by looking at it. I actually have my vision board as my, uh, what do you call that on your phone? The lock screen. Oh, yes. If my phone locks up. I see my vision board. Oh, that's a great idea too. That and mm-hmm. and what a great tip too. If you're visual, do a vision board. If you're auditory, mm-hmm. record yourself saying your intentions. That's right. That's um, right. I and there's then, a difference between affirmations and intentions. Tell me about that. You know, um, I believe an affirmation is just like a statement, like a positive statement. It might be your intent, your goal, but it's mm. just a positive statement. An intention mm-hmm. feels to me like it's a little higher vibration, <laughs> almost like you have this 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 higher spiritual intention about what you want to have happen Mm. in your life or in your day. Um, And so it's more about holding intention. So I start my day with, with mind gems, with a little exercise meditation too. Mm -hmm. And in in my intentions for those are great. That's right. And there's more commitment now that you describe it. Intention has more commitment behind it. Whereas affirmation is more here. Yeah. So an intention is more, I don't know, it's a little more soul little mm-hmm. or spiritual or something. I like know, it, but, but I do. I mean, they're very similar and they could even be the same sentence. It's just how mm-hmm. you say it or what you do with it. You know, sure. you know, mm-hmm. it's just what you do with it or the energy behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people can intentionally create their lives, can't they? And develop their psychic abilities. Absolutely. And, and you're teaching them not to be afraid of them, to really use them to their fullest and to understand mm-hmm. it and understand it through all these amazing tools you have in your book. How completely beautiful is that? Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> just, that is so good. I know you're teaching people to get back their life, you know, Thank you. and to mm-hmm. really use, and to really use those, use those psychic abilities in such a, in such a beautiful way and to trust them, to trust that inner voice. Yes. Yeah. And, and this and is so, an exciting time. Yes. Yeah, more people are aware of this today and are looking for mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. I really believe that as we moved into 2022 here, that that people are getting that it is a soul journey. This pandemic mm-hmm. kind of pushed us to that. More time mm-hmm. by yourself, more time to go within, mm-hmm. more time to start asking questions, developing these abilities that Anne can help you with here. Um, so Anne, how can people, I mean, besides your book coming out, mm-hmm. um, how can people get a hold of you? So they can go to my website, anobrienliving.com. They can find me on either Facebook or Instagram at anobrienliving, A-N-N-O-B-R-I-E-N, living. Um, yeah, and the best way is to message me through the website. And I have some things coming up. Is it okay to share? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So besides the book, I have an intuitive training program that begins 2-22-22. I don't know when this is airing, but people can check out my website at any point. Sometimes I have like a free offering or event or webinar, but this is a six month in-depth training program. Mm -hmm. So that's a wonderful thing that people really soar when they take it and their lives change. And that's on Zoom. And my books are on there as well on the website and private sessions. So I work one-on-one doing intuitive reading and energy healing, generally combination sessions. So I listen to what's up with you, what's going on that's bothering you, what you're looking to manifest. And then we clear the blocks and we help you replenish and, and give you some direction as, oh, this is not a direction. This is a good direction. Or here's what's going on in that relationship or in this particular situation. So that's available too, either in person in Colorado where I live or phone or zoom oh that's beautiful oh so beautiful gosh you're doing such great work great work in the world um if you were going to leave our audience with with one tip uh what would it be oh wow should have prepped me for this question Not too many. I just know. I, know. I have so many. Well, I'm going to just, I'm going to just tell you one that came up before, you know, this might not be the biggest, most, you know, enlightened thing I could say, which is what okay. I was imagining you wanted at the end, but um, just one more tip for like how to go through your day in a more empowered way, right? Yes. How to choose what you're experiencing rather than have life happen to you. So this is something I've actually taught children when I taught children's Aikido and with my own daughter, we do this all the time. How do you want to feel? What color is that? And that can change from day to day. But depending what you're going to do, if you're going on a date, that might be different than a job interview or going to a soccer match or just going out, you know, and hanging out with your friends, whatever. But on the average day, pick a color and then just imagine a bubble around yourself and surround yourself with that color and then decide that's what you're broadcasting and that's what you're going to feel because everyone is psychic. And so it's like the color shirt that you're wearing, whatever you put out, people are going to respond to you in that way. So it's sort of like a fake it till you make it trick. You might be nervous, but you're getting on stage to do a performance or give a talk and you put on some color that helps you feel confident in your energy field. So, Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I love it. I muscle test what I'm going to wear. Oh, you do? I do. I go, is it blue? Is it red? Is it pink? Oh gosh, I got to do blue again. I wear a lot of blue. Uh, it's like, that's okay, funny. it's blue today. Tomorrow's red. <laughs> <laughs> you muscle test the next day as well. I sometimes, yeah. I mean, it might oh, change wow. tomorrow, but I just go, no, I'm saving that shirt for tomorrow. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's yeah. one way that you're broadcasting energy and directing what you're experiencing. It's really powerful. Yeah, it is very powerful, but that's that intentionality, right? Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. design. You can design your life. Use your intuition. Mm-hmm. Learn from Anne here, uh, and uh, and definitely check out her book. When's your book coming out? Do you know? April sixth. Oh wow! Oh, that's pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yes, I know. <laughs> I got I got a little work to do, but we're gonna have a pre-launch before that. So if people want to message me through the website annabryanliving.com and just shoot me any message, I'll put you on the list to receive the info when the book is out. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay. So check out that book. Everyone is psychic. Um, and definitely, you know, definitely message us here too, you know, so check out Anne's website, make sure you're checking out her classes um, and then message either her or I, if you have questions, we want to, we want to be there for you to help you move forward in your life and develop your psychic abilities because you all have them. So thank you again, Anne, for being thank with us Thank you so today. much, Louise. I just love you. Thank you. Thank love you so you much. Too. Have, a great, have a great day, everyone. Until next time. We'll see you then.